0: I want to talk about some of the complex issues of going through that as a content creator. Um, and, and we'll get into the Hermoses and what you're doing with them later on here. But, you know, when it comes to Gary, <clears throat> um, it sounds like, you know, you were, he it was just pretty much you and him traveling places at at that time, whenever you were on shoot, right? Yep. So D-Rock would have been the, the head guy. Yep. And you were working under D-Rock. He would just send you out with Gary. Yep. And then you'd have to go edit your own stuff because you were there. You knew exactly what was good, what happened, yeah. all that right? Yeah. Uh, oftentimes it was like, uh, you know, like, let's say for example, we were
1: in LA, uh, at VaynerMedia LA it'd be, you know, we film the full day of meetings, right? So it's like internal meetings, client meetings, meetings with different musicians or prominent people in culture. And then, uh, usually I would go back to the hotel room that night ingest and start editing, edit on the plane. Um, you know, I would usually try to send Gary a clip, uh, like on the plane while we were waiting to take off. Like I I really learned a lot about like the importance of speed, um, and getting stuff out quick because the quicker you get content out, the quicker you get feedback, which helps you improve on the next piece. Kind of like we were talking about.
0: Yeah. Were you guys flying like commercial or private planes? Commercial. Oh, that's crazy. Like how was it going through that? Just him flying commercial. Super cool.
1: Uh, because I was on the team for about two years. And even during the two years that I was there, I saw a crazy evolution of like how many people would come up to him at the airport. Right. And, uh, that was always, it was a fun game that we would play because, you know, different people find you through different avenues, right? Like you find this, I'm sure all the time, like people are like, Oh, I know you from YouTube. You're the YouTube guy, or you're the TikTok guy or you're the reels guy. And like, we would always, uh, use it as a fun game of like, what, what, platform is hottest. So like when for a long time, it was like people knew Gary through Instagram, but after a while he started, and I don't know if you were following at this time, but he was talking really hardcore about LinkedIn and LinkedIn being like Facebook was back in the day with organic content. Right. And we started going hard on LinkedIn and we would see people were coming up at the airport saying like, oh, you're the guy on LinkedIn. (laughs) And so that would be an indicator of like, oh, this is working. Same thing with TikTok. When we started prioritizing that and Gary was like, we want to go all in on TikTok. Like, ton of people at the time, especially kids, would come up and and say like, "You're the TikTok guy." Yeah, you know, like, your Uncle Gary. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was the best. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Yeah, one thing we've had, um, you know, we we just started doing the vlogs, which we're emulating after Gary. Yeah, and that was also on invite you here. I was like, man, like this guy did it. Like, I might as well talk to him. He he knows exactly what Gary was doing. I think one thing that is tough was is well was and is still the editing side, you know, relaying what was interesting in the day. Cause you know, not, you guys make it look like our lives are so crazy and interesting, (laughs) but it's not like that, you know, like that's the highlights of what happened that day. And so, you know, we've, we're trying to figure out, man, like how do we transfer like to the editors? Like, Hey, this is kind of what happened, how it should play out and all that. It's tough. There's, I, I think there's multiple schools of thought and I think they're both right.
1: There's the advantage of if the person editing didn't shoot, then they're not romantic about moments that maybe don't actually matter to the storyline. But they, as the film maker were like, this is a cool moment. Like there's plenty of times in my edits where I put in a shot that I got that I love selfishly, but it does not add to the story, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, if you have somebody that is not attached to that editing, they don't they don't care about that. So it's right. like they can cut that moment. Um, but on the flip side to what you said, if you're the person that filmed all day, you have the most knowledge on what happened, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and one thing that, like, I thought was super cool that um, Drock came up with, just in my opinion, brilliant. It's not super like tech or uh, you know like uh, organized necessarily, but it's the quickest way for a videographer that I have found so far to take note throughout the day. Is uh, he would have, and, and we all did it on the team. You have Instagram stories open when you're filming. And if you are given like some sort of like fire moment, the videographer takes a photo of the timestamp of that clip on the viewfinder. Mm. And then with the story text, you just write a note of what that moment is. And then you can, you know, when you download it, it saves the timestamp of what time it was during the day. So when you're going through the footage, it's just quicker to find those moments in an eight hour day, you know? Right.
0: What I mean? So, like little things like that can help speed it up. They're my guy, my guy. Right now, he's on the podcast listening. You gonna do that? He's shaking, he's shaking his head. He says, "Austin's he's got do it. it." Yeah, that's a good idea. Just dropping the nuggets, man. Nuggets that I've learned from very, very smart individuals. Yeah, shout out to D Rock for coming up with that hack because that's Go. one thing Austin's been doing right now is like he writes moments. But man, to just take a pic and then have the timestamp, the visual of what it is you're looking for—that makes perfect sense. So you know, you guys were doing that with the vlogs. Um, you started filming this thing called trash talk. And so for the viewers, you want to explain what trash talk is. Yeah. Um, ultimately
1: trash talk is, uh, it was a way for Gary to give his audience, um, a way to make money with no money. So like a lot of people would hear his, you know, uh, his spiel, what he would talk about and be like, but Gary, I don't have money to start my business or I can't go out and do this right now. He was like, okay, cool. Like this is the way that without any money, you can go out and you can make money off of this. It takes time, but like, you're going to be able to start from zero and go up. And so, um, it was something too, that was super authentic to him. Like him and his brother, AJ would do this back in the day when they were really young. So basically they would go around uh, in New Jersey, to all these different garage sales, Gary Vee would just roll up to your front porch yeah. and like negotiate buying, you know, like <laughs> a <mugs>. $2 item. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> mugs were the big thing. Like mug life became like a really big saying uh, in the community. And like um, basically, the show was showing him going around and actually doing it because he was like, I can tell people to do it, but that's not powerful enough. I'm going to show them me actually doing it.
0: Yeah. And it was also extremely entertaining because it's Gary you know, being full on Gary. Yeah. It's
1: just it's remarkable.
0: Yeah. I remember so I was telling you earlier I got famous for couch flipping and it's been great. And um many videos like my highest performing videos are when I talk about couch flipping or I went I go and interview other people who are couch flipping, like they love it. Yeah. I actually thought about going back into the game of couch flipping and I was just like, This is a lot of work. And I've created an entire workforce of competition. These guys are they're good. But um You know, I did one with pallet flipping where I actually did physically go buy pallets. It's so awesome. I had a competition (laughs) in the office. I said, I bought all the pallets. They deliver in my garage. And uh, I was like, all right, guys, it's free. Uh, You guys all get to pick a pallet and then sell them yourselves. And we're going to go document it. And uh, that's been one of my best videos.
1: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. So I love doing that stuff. I don't think I could just, you know, do garage sale flipping unless, you know, guys, if you want to see me do garage sale flipping, I'll do it. Just comment below. But uh, I like interviewing these different side hustles, giving people various options of ways to make money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's cool because you are on the flip side, you are giving a bunch of different avenues that somebody could go down and you're exposing all of those so that people can be like, oh, I didn't even know this was a thing. Like, I I think that's really cool. Yeah.